So we brought up uh, Andy Marr losing his voice before, but I'd like to take a pot shot at the BBL about something else, or Channel 10 more specifically. Look, it's not hard to get the stats right and to get the figures right that you're showing up on the screen a lot of the time. But in the last Perth versus Melbourne game, now, Melbourne, everyone knows, won their first three, lost their first three, won their next four. They brought up Melbourne's recent form, and it was loss, win, win, loss, win. I said to Dad, well, that's definitely not right. Whichever order they're in, that's wrong. Then they brought up Perth, and it was something like loss, loss, win, loss, win, or something like that, when Perth have clearly won more than two of their last five games as well. Mm. So, look, that's so amateurish, guys. You had one thing to do. Check the results of the last five games for both teams. And you can't even tell me that you got them mixed up because they were clearly wrong whichever team you put them with. So, for fuck's sake, first Andy Marr and Howie, now you can't even get the last five games right? Get your shit together. Seriously. You're making Ian Healy look competent by comparison, and that's no mean feat. Uh, and while you're at it, Viv Richards, cut using the word special. Is, has Bruce McAvaney been giving him commentary tips or something? <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable now. The new drinking game is not every time a- Andy Marr speaks about the Brisbane Hoyt, have a drink. It's every time Viv uses the word special. I mentioned it to Dad the other night as he was coming into the box, and about three seconds later in his first sent- sentence, he used the word special twice. So, look... You're the Master Blaster. You're in my all-time 11. That's all well and good. But don't undo your previous good work with overuse of the word special. That concludes today's PSA. We're going to now return to a, an old chestnut of mine. Unbiased commentary. <laughs> now, look, I know these days it's pretty much a pipe dream. I was going to say, well, is it Martin Tyler? That's yeah, about it. Exactly. Yeah. Dennis Cometti, Martin Tyler... Um, no, um, I've got nothing uh, else. Mike Breen, you wouldn't know Mike Breen. Um, <laughs> so that doesn't help. NBA, the NBA, the NBA guys are really good, actually. Yeah. Um, Great. The, the, well, the main <laughs> NBA guys, yeah. anyway. But anyway, as as we say, it's becoming a very rare thing to find. But even if you are going to be biased, at a certain point, you're just sitting there cheering for your team. Now, I would have said that Healy and Slats were the absolute, you know, benchmark for horribleness in this regard, as they are for most things commentary-related. Oh, come on. But, well, but Mark War... Dave, Dave has, Warner dislikes that statement. Mark War has picked up that gauntlet and run with it this, this summer. And unlike with his batting, he's got to 100 and then he's run even more metres away. He's sitting there just cheering for the Sydney team. Like, the other night when they were playing against the Melbourne Stars, he was literally, like, you could almost see his, 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 his grumpiness and his anger at the Sydney team's shithouse performance just growing and growing. And then finally when they switched him up with someone else, I think it was Flem came in and basically said, yeah... Mark was just going to sit in a dark room for 10 overs and try and calm down a bit. Now, when it gets to the point when even, you know, other intellectual <laughs> giants such as Flem are able to point out your shortcomings as a commentator, it's time to do something about it. I mean, this is... I think I've spoken previously about the fact that he was interviewed on a pre-game once for Channel 10 Sport 
on their news and he finished his interview by saying, Go Thunder. But the other night was just something else. The Sydney Thunder were losing. You'd think he'd be used to that by now. But he was sitting there like a four-year-old chucking a tantrum in the middle of a supermarket. It was ridiculous. Congratulations. Do you need to be reminded that he's a test... He's, he's a test... He's actually a selector? Of course not. A, I mean, it's the only way Moses Enriquez will get a gig for Australia. Yeah. I, I really think that our national selectors should be aware of the fact that there is a country outside of New South Wales, just yeah. quietly. Mm. But, I mean, that's, that's as may be. But at the end of the day, when you're being paid as a commentator to call these games... I can handle a little, you know, a little bit of slant towards one team or the other. I think Gilly does it really well in terms of his, you know, support for the Perth team. But to just sit there, like blatantly cheering one team and booing the other like that, and getting your knickers in a twist when things don't go according to plan for them, it's pathetic. It wouldn't surprise me if he was the one responsible for checking the last five games win-loss records of the Stars and Scorchers. In fact, he probably was him because he was like, all right, win-loss record for two teams. Well, there are two Sydney teams. They must be the only ones in the comp. I'll throw them in. Ridiculous. Mark, come on. There was a bloke who was born a few minutes before you who... He's, he's been a, a, a former man crush of mine, an absolute idol. So, you know, it's not in the genes, clearly. <laughs> like, you can't blame that. The potential wow. for greatness is right there. You know, you, you, shared, you shared a room with it for the first nine months. Mm-hmm. So perhaps just start dialing, dialing back the Sydney support just a little bit, particularly because only one of them made the semis and they're going to get pants tomorrow. Yeah, one of them made the semis, and it's not the team that you're associated with. Take the hint. Suck it, June. (laughs) Continuing on from our previous episode with a few ads that are really starting to grind our gears. Oh, jeez. That Woolworths ad. Wow, that's cheap. No. Wow, that's shit acting. I've seen maybe six or seven actors across the full series of commercials say, wow, that's cheap. I reckon one of them is convincing. It's clearly what's cheap is the amount that you guys are paying on recruiting your actors, because it's all terrible. Wow, that's cheap. One of them is, wow, that's cheap. Like, who reacts that way to shopping prices? Honestly, acting 101. So, cheap prices, that's fine. But next time, fork out a little bit more for your actors. Can we, you, you made a good point. You reminded me of I another, awesome. another, another ad that overacting and honest. You've seen the RAC ad with the boom gate. Oh. And the guy sitting in the passenger seat. Talk about overacting. The best actor in that ad is the boom gate. Yeah. <laughs> but the look on his face, like, I'm trying to work out what the story is. The first time it's like he's shocked. Yeah. And then, like, for the next... Just enjoying it, like grinning over at other passengers. I mean, if I was sitting there with my car getting beaten in and I saw, particularly if it was the bag man sitting in the seat next to me grinning, what the fuck are you grinning about? And there'd be blood all over the inside of the car. But the other thing that gets me about that ad too, at a certain point, like after the 50th time the boom gates smash a car, wouldn't you whack it in neutral and push it backwards? Yeah. Really? Or would you go forward? Like Either way, you know... Get your grinning mate in the front seat to lend a hand. <laughs> or, you, or you could do what uh, Chris Noble and Mark Chris Polar managed to do one oh. night and just pull a boom gate up completely. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've used 
Noble and Marcus as a as a positive example. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> reference. Seriously, what the fuck is he doing burnouts for? <laughs> yeah, that that was a less uh, exemplary yeah. that one. Uh, but yeah, just just so many problems with that ad. <laughs> just just push the car back. Yeah. Just watch it on mute. Just push the car back. <laughs> yeah. And, and dick punched your mate in the front seat for being a grinning idiot. <laughs> yeah. And what's with the face he pulls of the woman as well? <laughs> it's sort of like, hey, yeah, this will be a great story to tell our grandkids someday. <laughs> we met over a Bane Boom game. <laughs> yeah. But unlike the Toyota ad we mentioned in the last episode, things don't progress from there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of, it's, it's creepy, the look he gives her. It's kind yeah. of... Hey, baby. Want to run away to Pedo Island? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this isn't the only banging that could be happening here. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, let, let's finish on that. That's a good point on which to close. I guess harking back to another previous episode and a previous hate of mine. Callbacks, I like it. Have you seen the Stan ads? The Stan ads. With... Our favourite rebel, ta- our rebel without a cause, rebel without a clue. <laughs> yes, yeah. I have once, and that was enough for me to run screaming from the room every time I saw the start of them. Yeah. After that, it it's actually quite a decent ad, but just why did you have to get her? You know, with with any other half decent Aussie actress, that would be my number one favourite commercial right now by a long, long margin. Mm. But just again, call back again. What is her appeal? <laughs> Not out. Yeah. I'm just going to say perhaps I don't hate her because she's fat. She's fat because I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's... Yeah. No, 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 no more need be said. Tina Fey, the royalty checks in the mail. The other ads have pissed me off at the moment. Since we're going down <laughs> that the third page. <laughs> Bingle. What the... The crab one? What, what the... This is so simple. This guy's going to play a flute and get his crap to do it. It's like... Just fucking do it yourself. Press the button. Is that Marks Markson's way of telling us that Lara Bingle has crabs? <laughs> Sam Worthington might not be too happy about that. He just married that shit. Um, and according to New Idea and Women's Weekly, they've been expecting a child for about the past year and a half now. Mm. Yes, just, just what the fuck? The crab, but also the chimpanzee one. Like, well, I, I, it's what. Do you, do you really have to go to these extreme lengths to? to your name's already tarnished by association in this country. Yeah. So, where the bloody hell are you going with this? Is that what we're going to say? Yes. Where the bloody hell are they going with this? Well, apparently, with a chimpanzee, they're going to the floor from 30-odd thousand feet. But, uh... Through the floor. Yeah. 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 Clarky, I hope that tattoo yeah. comes out, mate. Mm. Comes out in the wash. Yeah. Congratulations on trading up, by the way. Yeah. yeah. You've been in a bingle, yeah. the, uh, but you've yeah. upgraded to a better car. Yeah, Jim Beam dilemma indeed. <laughs> yeah, perhaps it was after drinking Jim Beam that he got in that bingle in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I called back to Brian McFadden, liking a 
the way she is, Drake, at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot. Great route. <laughs> so, Jeej, while we are on the subject of advertisements and moving to one of a slightly more positive nature, which isn't really difficult, but oh, one of the biggest mysteries that is currently gripping the nation oh, is... Don't, don't talk about... Who help. is Loretta Jones? <laughs> Where has she come from? What's her story? Has she fucked Katut on a, on a remote tropical island, you know? Is this potentially building up towards a Rhonda Katut loretta Jones love triangle? There are so many questions unanswered right now. Please let him stay unanswered. No, look, I'm, I'm just captivated by the whole thing. I'm... I thought you, you might have been going along the lines of uh, who the celebrities are, and <laughs> we use the term very loosely, oh. and I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. You actually bring up a very good point. We couldn't stay positive about ads for long. So, yeah, Loretta Jones, who she is and all that, that's, you know, that's set to the side for one moment. Whoever the test cricketer is who has agreed to take part in this show should be stripped of his baggy green, his name stricken from the record books and just white-outed from the history of this nation. Asterisk to that Yeah. Only if it's in, uh, if their name is not Andrew Simons. But what is Andrew's, he going to get out of jail free card? Because I reckon Andrew Simons would be hilarious on a show like so that. So just just so we're clear, if Andrew Simons, and this is on record, if Andrew Simons is the test cricketer on that program, yes, you will watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I nearly had him there. I nearly had him. I will probably watch the snippets of Andrew Simon doing crazy things. You know what? If you were watching it, then that could actually lead to me watching Gogglebox. <laughs> watching TV, watching you, watching I'm a Celebrity get me out of here. Now, plus that combines the bloody promotions on the BBL perfectly. Yeah. Bringing them together. A little Seinfeldian dovetailing there. What the... Gogglebox... I don't understand the premise. I, I understand the premise of Gogglebox, but I don't understand the appeal. Why the hell would I want to watch other people watching TV? I understand the appeal. Channel 10 have been hanging out for a, a completely shithouse reality show aimed at just below the lowest common denominator ever since they lost Big Brother. So they finally found a replacement for it. Gogglebox Uncut could could prove a big, a big hit, you know. <laughs> okay. Probably not the one with you watching Andrew Simons, no. though. I think we might avoid that one, but... Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, why is this guy strutting around nude? Oh, it's, it's GJ. He said he had to watch Andrew Simons. <laughs> Jacko got him on record, so... <laughs> this is his way of ensuring no one watches yeah. him watching Andrew Simons on I'm a Celebrity Game. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be yeah. saying, help, he's not a celebrity. <laughs> Get me out Get my eyeballs out of here. <laughs> My eyes, the goggles do nothing. Oh, my eyeballs! <laughs> yes, I think that's a good point I wish to finish. And go on. While we're on the ad train, so to speak. In, into hour two. <laughs> yeah. You should hear the cuts. The cuts are impressive. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and we're not talking about the remnants coming from Mr. Jackson's. Raw behind either. Hey, but I'm pure remnant. <laughs> I'm nothing but remnant. <laughs> um, Microsoft Surface Ad. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. That music, my God. The music? 
That's all you're going with? Well, I'm just okay. going to start this, with that. This is going to be a multi-pronged attack. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to... The music shits me to tears. It's probably the closest we've come to Crazy Frog since <laughs> that first came out, I'd say. It's, yeah, very much in that same sort of vein. We, used to, we used to term music very loosely. Yeah. I think in our, I, I, I think I think William yeah William's said, just left the room in disgust, so he's clearly picked up on what we're talking about. But yeah. I do, yeah, I remember in um, Extras, the BBC show by Richard Bass and Stephen yeah. Merchant, Merchant. Yeah, at one stage, yeah, they, he does bring up the, the crazy frog, and, and Ricky goes, "Well, what's what's he been doing since then? Have you heard from him since? What's he been up to?" And he sort of sits there and thinks about it, Stephen Merchant. Maybe he's working on a follow-up. So, this could be that follow-up, I reckon. Yeah. Some, what, 15 years, 10 years later? Crazy Frog has finally I've, returned. I've got a sneaking suspicion we might be hearing a little bit more of Crazy Frog later on in the oh, podcast. God. Foreshadowing. <laughs> now everyone will be really surprised when we don't play it on our next time. But for now. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get to the end and go, there was no Crazy Frog in there. <laughs> Those guys are crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. But no, it it does have, yeah, very much shades of the crazy frog. But more importantly then, pretty much every example they show in that ad, I find myself just sitting there going, that's why I don't want a Surface Pro. That's why I don't want a Surface Pro. That's why I don't want a Surface Pro. Like, the touchscreen. I hate touchscreens. If I wanted a touchscreen, I could get that on my phone. When I have a computer, there's this wonderful invention which is known as a keyboard and a mouse, thereby removing the need for a touchscreen. Seriously, the keyboard and mouse, why would you want to go for a touchscreen over that? On a phone, maybe I can understand, but I just don't get it for a computer. <laughs> so that's number one. Who's then, the idiot trying to rip the screen off of Mac <laughs> ProBook as well? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Then that's number two. That's other kind of crazy. Well, yeah, I hope... Even though it says do not attempt, I seriously hope that in the US right now there are hundreds of thousands of legal cases pending against Microsoft from disgruntled customers who snapped their screens off a previously perfectly functioning laptop computer and now are, yeah, demanding recompense. But that's another one. How is the ability to snap the thing in half a positive? Like, I, I don't understand that. It. It's like, oh, I'd like my computer to be able to you know, sit at this size, double the size, but then I'd also be able to snap off the top half if I want to. Why? What possible benefit would you get from that? Anyone? Anyone? Well, the intention is so you can use it as a tablet as well as a computer. That's my point! If you want a tablet, then don't buy a computer. Buy a tablet! Perhaps the only benefit I can see from snapping it off is that you wouldn't then be using the touchscreen, sitting down going, oh, look, there's a keyboard underneath. Maybe I should use that instead. So it might make the touchscreen more palatable when you realise there are no other options. But still, I just, I just look at it and think, yeah, the laptop does it better. Yeah. And then the final one is the, what is it, the pen or something that, like, draws yeah. on the screen or something like that. Uh, yeah. You've got pen and paper for that, honestly. The reason we used, you know, progressed two computers is to move beyond just handwritten, scrawled things. Like, if you're going to do that on a PC, surely there are programs you could use, surely there are, you know, tools that you could get, so rather than 
attempting to scribble and drawing a straight line, you well, could actually type in Word and then insert an arrow. Funnily, funnily enough, to draw stuff, you used to use a thing called a tablet <sighs> that you hooked up to your computer. I'm just saying. And it, it comes back to the whole Windows 8 thing too. Stop trying to make laptops into semi-tablets. You've got laptops and you've got tablets. They're separate. Stop trying to combine the two into some sort of magnificent hybrid tap-top. Let's go with that. You know, if I want a laptop, I'll buy a laptop. If I want a tablet, then I'll shoot myself in the fucking head first. <laughs> Laptops are better. That's all. Right, I need to direct a rant to our frenemies at YouTube. Granted, you did give us that Gutentag comment, and for that we thank you. But you guys have been trying to force ads upon us at the start of videos for probably 18 months or so now. Now, a million dollar idea would be a, a device which automatically knows as soon as the skip ad button becomes available and clicks it for you. Because you know how they have that little skip ad yeah. button down the bottom? And it yeah. says this will become available in three, two... One, someone should write a code that presses that button as soon as it becomes available. Someone Obviously, won't. someone probably has, because YouTube's latest videos now, which have just come out, feature 31-second ads with no option to skip them. I know in the past you've had, like, two-minute ads which you can skip, or 16-second ads which you can't, but now you expect us to wait more than half a minute without skipping before we get to the video? Just so we can listen to a shitty song oh. for the purposes of other yeah. means? Well, that, that's a side note right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if it came up on a video I wanted to watch. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Go from one form of angst to another. But that's a fucking disgrace. 31 seconds. That'd be longer than a bloody ad break or promo on the BBL right now. Ooh. I reckon. 31 seconds. Trust me. Let's, we can load a video and play it for 31 seconds so you can see how long it is. But either way, YouTube, you're supposed to be providing us with these things for free. Without advertising. Now, I'll let the uh, ads fly for now, which give me the skip this ad button. 31 seconds without that button? That's not cool. You've crossed the line. And it was all for This Is How We Do as well. God. Awful.